Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. David was raised in a reasonably normal family. So what was it that turned him to heroin? David shares his journey and who rescued him. Oh, reasonably happy. I um I had um um working class parents um um who both worked hard. My mother was a um library clerk in the school system and my father was a mechanical engineer. Um, uh, working for a place called Wollongong Engineering, which was a big engineering shop here in Wollongong. What were they like as parents? They were good parents. Um, they had three sons and desperately wanted a girl and didn't want to risk it, so they adopted a girl um, as uh, my youngest sibling. Um, um, and, yes, I guess usual family dynamics, there was... Um, some issues, but generally it was a reasonably happy childhood. So then what was it that um, started your spiral downwards? Um, I got an apprenticeship at the steelworks at Port Kembla when I was about 15 and 9 months and started partying pretty hard straight away, um, uh, drinking, smoking marijuana, um, and that was just the culture I was in. There was a circle of about 10 friends um, that all did it. Um, and uh, I guess I was a pretty heavy binger for many years. Did you get satisfaction in doing that, all of that no, stuff? No, no. So why would you say you did it? Uh, I, I, guess, um, I, I guess I thought it helped me to laugh more um, right. and made me happier. Um, I wasn't very happy as an apprentice fitter and turner in um, in um, year one of my apprenticeship. Um, and yes, I, I guess I fell into the trap that um, there was more laughs out of out of being inebriated. Um, okay. Where did that lead to? Um, it led to um, hangovers, obviously. Um, being single for a long time, I was I was lonely and looking for a partner for many years. And when I met my first wife in about nine, uh, what was that? About eighty eight or eighty nine, um, she was a partier too, and uh, we started to dabble in speed or amphetamines, as it's better known, ice, and. Um, party, party, party every weekend and um, uh, didn't really stop once we had kids and um, eventually she got hooked on heroin and um, talked me into trying it, but I didn't like heroin. I was more of an upper person than a downer person. It spiralled into deep addiction, I guess, um, her first and then I followed fairly quickly afterwards. Right. How long did that last for? Heavy addiction. My yeah. heavy addiction lasted for probably about six years. Wow. And where did it take you? Oh, I, I had a wonderful job as a sales engineer with a company car and we had a mortgage and a two-story house with a pool. Um, lost all of that. Lost the custody of the children. I surrendered custody of the children to my parents. Um, um, we had two children, a boy and a girl. Um, lost my wife. She went off and had an affair and hooked up with the other guy um, and generally went to ruin. Oh, my goodness. And so how did you get out of that? How did I get out of that? Um, 
I met a wonderful couple of people by the name of Bob Holt, who was my counsellor, and Jane Wilson, who was the head of the first floor program at the Salvation Army here in Wollongong. Yeah. Um, and between them and some faking it with my counsellor, Bob, um, for a number of months. Um, faking it? How do you mean? Well, sort of going there under the pretense that I was trying to get clean and sober, right. but not really, um, um, leading a double life, I guess. Yeah. Um, and my father was enabling me by um, giving me money when I went crying to him, telling him I had no more money and I needed some money. Yeah. Um, um, he eventually, under Jane's advice, told me that he couldn't help me anymore and I needed to talk to Jane Wilson and about some rehab. Um, so I went into the Salvation Army Rehabilitation Program and went to William Booth's house at, um, um, in Sydney. Um, I was there about three weeks, and then I went to Miracle Haven up at uh, Morisset. I think it goes by another name now, and I don't Duralong. know what that is. Duralong's right, yes. Yeah. Um, and it was a wonderful place when I was there. It was some of the happiest days of my life. I um, I really enjoyed it. It was a working dairy farm and piggery back in those days. And yeah. It brought back fond childhood memories of my grandparents' dairy farm in Geelong. And um, I really enjoyed my time and the mateship there. And is that where you got clean? That's where I got clean, yes. How long did that take? Um, I was in there about 10 months and really enjoyed it. 10 um, months? I, I missed my children terribly. I rang them every day while they were staying with my parents, of course, as I said. Yeah. Um, but, um, yes, uh, uh it was freedom from the addiction, I guess, was the, the, the greatest component of enjoying it, that um, that I was free of the addiction and uh, wasn't a slave to it anymore. Did you have a faith at all? No, I didn't. And um, uh, that was the most interesting part of it all. And um, uh, probably the main reason I'm talking to you is I found Jesus at, Mir at um, William Booth House. I... Um, I was having an afternoon sleep one afternoon in the hospital ward when I was withdrawing and I woke up and there was a, a Bible on the bedside table and I started flicking through it and sort of didn't know where to start. I knew from childhood scripture that the Bible is many books and didn't know where to start. So at my next group session, Captain Randall, who was uh, the facilitator of my group therapy session, um, suggested I should read the book of Mark. So I read the book of Mark and haven't looked back since. So um, I don't know that it was a lightning bolt moment, but um, I was desperate for any help I could get. And I, I'd always believed in um, some sort of higher power. Um, and this quantified it for me. So I grabbed Jesus with both hands and I think he's the great saviour. Was this before... Um or during your during your cleanup, or yeah, this is in the first two two or three days of my withdrawal in in um, very fresh in in rehab in William Booth House. Oh, really? And so, yeah. do you think that he gave you strength to do? To oh, absolutely. And uh, there was a sign on the on the um, front wall of the um, chapel in William Booth House that said, "Let go and let God." Um, and that really struck home with me too because I'd been holding on 
so tight to everything that I'd lost control of everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, I found a peace in that statement um, and made the decision to let go and let God and let let be what will be. You need Jesus in your recovery. The um, the twelve step program suggests that you are either one or all of three things: spiritually, morally, and financially bankrupt. Um, and I was all three things, but the the main problem I had in my addiction was that I was spiritually bankrupt. I I thought there was some type of God, but I didn't know who He was and um, um, didn't know how to relate to him. Learning that I was spiritually bankrupt was one of the cornerstones of my recovery and, and overcoming that by, um, by um, taking on Jesus with both hands. Amazing. That's David's story. If you're having a problem with an addiction, contact someone at your local Salvos church or call 13 Salvos. Light and life from the Salvos.